right, I'm going to call the meeting to order. Roll call, please. Uh, Rousseau? Crisillus? Here. Carlson? Here. Pretorius? Here. Parker? Here. And it looks like we have, uh, let's do the openings, opening statement or move on to number three, that nomination first. I think we can do the opening statement first and then go into the nomination. All right. The opening statement. <clears throat> the Board of Adjustment is a quasi-judicial body created by the City of Iowa City according to state statutes. The Board's purpose is to decide on applications for variances from the zoning ordinance, appeals of decisions of city officials, and applications for special exceptions requested under the zoning ordinance. The Board of Adjustment is an independent volunteer board made up of Iowa City residents and is not part of the city administration. We are assisted in our work by the city attorney's office and by planning staff. Prior to this meeting, board members received the material submitted by the applicants, the staff reports, reviewing the application, and any correspondence submitted by members of the public. Board members have not discussed the application or its merits with each other, with, with each other, staff, the applicant, or any member of the public in advance of this meeting. All consideration and discussion by the board takes place in an open meeting here tonight, where we also have an opportunity to hear from the public. The board passes its decisions on facts and evidence allowed by city code presented in open meeting. Concise and truthful testimony helps us a great deal in our decision-making. We ask that if you wish to speak, that you come to the podium, print your name and address on the sign-in sheet and speak clearly in the microphone so your testimony can be heard by all present and by our minute taker as all testimony becomes part of the public record. We ask that the proceedings be orderly and then when you are testifying, you address your remarks to the board. If this hearing becomes lengthy, we may ask that testimony be focused on new facts or on information not already presented. The ordered proceedings for each application will be an oral report by staff summarizing the issues of the case and the staff's recommendations, an opportunity for the applicant to speak, an opportunity for any other interested parties to speak for or against the application, an opportunity for final statements and arguments by the applicant and staff, and the board will discuss any issues and evidence, state its findings, and vote on a motion. Motions are always made in the affirmative. So item number three is nomination and selection of board chair and vice chair. I'm assuming nobody wants nobody wants the job. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, speak now. <laughs> so we, do we turn over immediately then? It would be yes. this, for this meeting. This specific meeting? So Amy would <laughs> yeah. look at how, Jean, have you considered it? Have you done it before? I have done it before. Miss it? Do you miss it? <laughs> <laughs> this is your last year. Well, I don't know. If it, this could, is your last year. If you could say that. that it is my last year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like. Um, I can do it if, if nobody else wants to. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be happy to take a little break, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh and Nancy, do you want to be vice chair by any chance? Or if not, I'm happy to still. You know, I have, I'm just beginning. Yeah. And I don't, I'm still finding my way. Sure. Sure. So I would. I know we could do, we could get Mark because he's not here. <laughs> can, can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach him. Yeah. It's going to say it's only vice chair. Right. That's right. How does it really happen to be honest? Oh, we forgot about Bryce. Yeah. The, <laughs> we forgot about God. Uh, well, God was vice chair this year, wasn't he? 
You were. I vice, think I was. You were vice chair this year. Bryce I was. was say, I don't think. I don't think I were was. <laughs> okay. uh, Bryce is busy, so I don't know. I'm happy to be vice chair okay. and flip flop with all right, you. All right. Unless you really want to surprise Mark, so <laughs> <laughs> that would be a surprise. Uh, so should we just? Um, I nominate Jean for board chair. Can I nominate myself for vice chair? I nominate Amy for vice <laughs> chair. Second on both. All right. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Jean, you're the chair. All right. <laughs> Do you want the cheat sheets? Yeah. Amy, Amy's got, I got some of those. All right, Amy, throw them down here. <laughs> All right, we did the opening statement. All right. Uh, now we will consider last meeting's minutes. Are there any corrections to the minutes by anyone? No. I need a motion to accept them as printed. I move that we accept the minutes from our December meeting as printed. I second. Okay. All in favor? I and now we will do our first and only special exception item. Uh, we'll consider EXC 22-0001, an application submitted by Thomas Mentz requesting a reduction in the minimum rear building setback for illegal non-conforming single family use in a high density multifamily residential RM44 zone to construct an addition and off street parking at 603 South Dodge Street. And we will now have staff report. Thank you. Need to open the public hearing. Public hearing is open. Thank you. Okay. I just share this so Bryce can see everything that you're seeing. Let me dim the lights. Okay, so we should be good to go. So as you had noted, this is uh, item 4A, which is a special exception, uh, which is to reduce a rear setback uh, for a non legal non-conforming single family use in a high density residential zone uh, to build in addition with off street parking submitted by Thomas Metz, the applicant. So you can see the, the subject property on your screen right now, 603 South Dodge Street. It's located at the uh, southwest of the corner of Bowery and South Dodge. Uh, it is a single family home that's currently existing and it's surrounded by a mix of single family uh, and multifamily properties as well. And that's reflected with the zoning. Um, there is low density multifamily zoning to the north, RM12. And then there's RM44 to the east, south, and west, which is high density uh, multifamily residential. 
properties, and that is the same for the subject property. So one wrinkle with this is that RM44, the zoning designation does not allow single family uses, but we have the zoning code allows a lot of leeway for single family uses. So I'll, I'll talk about that a bit more as I get into my analysis. So again, the property is owned by Tom Mentz. Uh, it's a three bedroom home corner lot. Uh, it's got a grandfathered rental occupancy of five, but only two parking spaces. So this property is relatively old. Uh, built prior to our current zoning code. Um, and as I mentioned previously, it's zoned ARM44, but it is a legal non-conforming single family use because it predated that. So because of that, it may be expanded if it does not extend other non-conforming situations. Uh, and then if occupancy increases beyond a family or group household, the property must be brought into compliance with off-street parking standards. Uh, with recent changes to state law, Family is essentially the same as household in our zoning code. Uh, as for the proposed project, the applicant wants to build an addition uh, on the west side of the property. Uh, and on the second story, there would be two bedrooms. And then on the first story, there'd be a two-car garage. Uh, so that would bring the property's rental occupancy into compliance with the zoning code. The project would require a special exception to reduce the rear setback from 20 feet to three feet for the project to occur as proposed. So you can see the site plan that was submitted uh, on the screen right now. You can see the existing house is about 20 feet from the north and east property lines. It's about 14 feet from the south property line. And the current house is about 23 feet from the west property line. Now there is a deck that would be remote removed as part of the proposed project. Uh, that is less than 20 feet, which is, so it's in the rear setback right now. Um, the otherwise, the front setback is technically that east property line. So the, south, the side setback is the south. Um, and then the, also another front setback is to the north. So the rear property line is that to the west. Uh, the proposed addition would replace that uh, current deck addition that is there. Uh, it would require removing the existing paving, which is about three feet from the property line and would repave that, would expand the curb cut, and then would include that um, the two bedrooms and a two stall garage. Uh, I also have some pictures in my presentation just to give you some more context. So the upper right corner uh, of the screen shows uh, the property looking southwest at the house. Uh, so you can see kind of that front door which faces the corner of Bowery and, and South Dodge. Uh, the, the picture in the bottom left is looking across the property um, from Bowery across the street. So you can see the current driveway on the right side of that picture. You can see the cars parked there. Um, you can see the enclosed deck that would be removed as well. And you can see the adjacent property to the west. The upper right picture on this next screen is looking west of the property line. There are two of the same picture because I apparently inserted the wrong picture. <laughs> Uh, but that is showing you kind of the distance between uh, where the existing parking is uh, and then also that property to its west. So roughly with the new addition, that would be about where that pavement is uh, located. No, you're, no, no, you're on the wrong side. No, you're looking at the wrong, wrong angle mm -hmm. or wrong. Look. Oh. On the south. 
Yes, that is correct. This is looking across the back of the property. And I replaced the other picture that showed the side of the property right. because I thought that they were different angles on the so same If you go thing. back to the previous one, you can see it. Yeah. So my other photo was going to, you can see my mouse, right? My other photo was going to be a close up that would show you, you know, just what the parking looks like currently. I apologize for that mistake. The, the photo that I, the other photo that I showed you shows that south side of the house, which is the side setback uh, of the property. And so you can see the parking across uh, in, in the back of that property as well. So on the previous slide. Yeah. So we're, we are over on, yeah, with, I, with this photo, we are over here. I mean, on, on this, on this one, on the driveway slide. So the property line is the right edge of the driveway. It is three feet. So you can see. There's a fence there. There's a fence there. And that belongs I, yeah. to the other property. And I can pull up a photo as well. I actually have my photos with me. So let me get the one that I wanted to show you. Well, the new, the new build, the addition would run to the edge of the current driveway there. Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty close to that. And so th this is the other photo. You can see the addition here. You can see the, the cars that are parked there currently. Yeah. That was the photo that was intended to be there. Okay. <laughs> and then the proposed elevations that were submitted by the applicant uh, are on the screen now. So you can see the garage and living space uh, in that top right that's looking across from Bowery. So you can see where the garage door is uh, with living space above. Um, from the west, it's just a wall. Essentially, the east elevation looks the same. And from the south, uh, there would be a, a door there and you can see the window above for that living space again. And I just wanted to show you the floor plans for the main level in the second story so you could get a better idea of that. So you can see the, the two bedrooms on the upper story. You can see the two bedroom or the two stall garage on the lower story. And there's also an additional bathroom that's on the upper story as well. That would be part of this. Um, in terms of the other floors, uh, the attic is is living space, but it's not a bedroom. And the basement does have uh, the final bedroom and another bathroom. So could the uh, attic be uh, made into another bedroom? No, it would be restricted by the parking that's there. So it would still have an occupancy of five. I was wondering about the space of it up, up there also, because I don't know what this, how much space you have to have in living space for a bedroom. Sure. Um, that's all. It depends on whether you're owner occupied or renter occupied. Um, usually that stuff gets handled at rental permit, but even with the parking, because there would only be four spaces, it would only be allowed to have an occupancy of five adult occupants. So the role of the board tonight. And, and I'm not asking to increase the occupancy at no, all. I know I'm, I'm happy with five. And so the role of the board tonight uh, is to either approve, approve with conditions or deny the application based on the facts presented. Uh, to approve, the board must find that all applicable approval criteria are met. That includes specific standards pertaining to the waiver requested and general standards that are applicable to all special exceptions. So the first set uh, of standards are the specific standards. Uh, these are related to reducing principal building setbacks, which are found at 14.2b, 4b, 5b. So the first standard is that the situation is peculiar to the property in question. 
the property does have a legal non-conforming single family use there. It was established before its current RM44 zone. Uh, and because of that, it may be expanded um, because it would not increase or extend any other non-conforming situation on the property uh, along with, with the conditions that are recommended by staff, which I'll discuss a little later in this presentation. Uh, and in addition, the expansion would not increase occupancy beyond a family or group household under, under the current definition in the uh, Iowa City Zoning Code. Uh, the lot itself is 75 by 60 feet. It is a corner lot, so it has to have front setbacks on both the north and the east. Uh, those are 20-foot setbacks. Uh, the rear setback on the west is also 20 feet, and then the side setback on the south is 10 feet. Uh, there is an existing enclosed porch uh, that does extend into that rear setback currently. Uh, and the property does have a grandfathered occupancy of five. Um, so it technically requires four offsite parking or off-street parking spaces per the zoning code. Um, and it currently only has two uh, on a concrete pad that are three feet uh, from the rear lot line. Based on these findings, Steph does believe that it, it's a peculiar uh, situation. The second criteria is that there's practical difficulty complying with the setback requirements. So most of the, the existing structure on the property sits just over 23 feet from that west property line, the rear property line. Uh, again, the existing enclosed porch extends into that rear setback area. Uh, as far as additional off-street parking, uh, the lot really can't accommodate it uh, without at least some sort of special exception. Um, other locations would likely require relocating the existing curb cut or splitting parking. Uh, and so staff uh, finds that there is practical difficulty complying with the setback requirements uh, if the amount of off-street parking is to be brought into compliance with the zoning code based on its grandfathered occupancy, rental occupancy of five. Third, granting the exception will not be contrary to the purposes of the setback regulations. So those regulations, uh, the purpose is to maintain light air separation for fire protection and access for firefighting, to provide opportunities for privacy between dwellings, to promote a reasonable physical relationship between buildings and residences, and to promote flexibility uh, or provides flexibility to a site uh, so that it and buildings within the vicinity uh, are compatible. So the proposed addition would be approximately three feet from that rear west lot line, would be about 20 feet from the front lot line to the north and 14 feet from the side lot line to the south. Uh, it, the proposed addition would also be about nine feet from the building to the west. Um, so that's similar to what would be allowed under normal setback regulations. Uh, it's, it's similar to what would be allowed with a minor modification. Uh, there are, yeah. The nine feet, uh, the proposed addition would be nine feet from the building to the west. That would be taking into consideration the distance on this lot and the distance on the west lot from that house to the property line. That is correct. And so basically most of that nine feet would be because of the, the six feet on the other property the line. Other yep, okay. exactly. Um, and there are other old older single family homes in the neighborhood that don't meet the setback standard standards. So staff does believe that a reduction is consistent with the general scale and placement of structures in the area. Uh, in addition, there aren't properties facing west, which would help maintain privacy for that home. So based on that, staff believes that uh, it's not contrary to the purpose of the setback regulations. The fourth criteria is that any potential negative effects resulting from the setback exception are mitigated to the extent practical. 
So first, uh, because the addition would be three feet from that west property line, uh, the building code would require that there be a one hour rated firewall uh, to reduce any fire risk that would be there. Uh, the, in addition, there is a, the driveway would be 20 feet uh, as currently proposed, which would require a modified site development standards. Typically it has to be 25 feet from the property line, but it can be reduced as long as it's 25 feet from the sidewalk. Um, again, that's something I'll discuss under the general criteria. <laughs> Uh, in a bit more detail uh, because that does uh, lead to a condition that staff is requesting or recommending. Uh, next, uh, there is an open space requirement as well. Uh, typically for a single family home that would require 500, speed, 500 square feet of open space <laughs> with no minimum dimension uh, of less than 20 feet. Um, again, I discussed that a little later. Um, Generally, as long as the minor modification could be approved, uh, staff believes that, that that is mitigated to the extent practical. Uh, again, windows do not face west, which helps maintain privacy. And then parking on surrounding streets should improve with additional off-street parking spaces on this lot. So staff believes that this criteria is met. The final specific criteria is that the subject building will be located no closer than three feet to a side or rear property line unless it is next to open space, permanent open space or a public right of way. Uh, the proposed addition will be slightly over three feet from that rear lot line. So that standard is met. That brings us to the seven general criteria at 14.4B3 that apply to all special exceptions. So the first is that the specific proposed exception will not be detrimental to or endanger the public health, safety, comfort, or general welfare. Uh, the property, will main, remain as a single family detached use, which is its current use, uh, and off, new off-street parking brings the property to compliance with the zoning code uh, and improves parking for the site and surrounding area. So again, the property currently has three bedrooms, but a grandfathered rental occupancy of five. Uh, so that does require four off-street parking spaces per the zoning code. Uh, the proposed project would add two off-street parking spaces for a, four, for a total of four spaces. So it'd be two spaces in the garage and two spaces on the driveway. The proposed addition would also include 500 square feet of new living space and two new bedrooms, uh, but that would not affect the rental occupancy of the property. Uh, the proposed project would also expand the existing curb cut, but would partially utilize the existing access, would not affect surrounding properties and would not comply with access management standards uh, or, and would need to comply with access management standards on the site. And then in addition, the proposed addition would not affect visibility. It's on the west side of the property, not near uh, Bowery or South Dodge. So staff believes that this criteria is met. The second criteria is that it will not be injurious to the use and enjoyment of property in the immediate vicinity and will not substantially diminish or impair property values in the neighborhood. Uh, abutting properties to the west and south are owned by the applicant. Uh, just as some background uh, as far as property ownership, uh, the proposed addition also remains far enough from the property line to avoid impacting the ability of neighbors to utilize their property and to enjoy their property, especially with retaining privacy with no windows on the side. Uh, and the applicant is proposing to reside the house and reshingle the roof, uh, which will ensure a cohesive look between the addition and existing structure. So staff believes that this criteria is met. Third, uh, the proposed exception will not impede normal and orderly development improvement of surrounding property for uses in the district. Uh, the surrounding area is fully developed residential neighborhood 
uh, and it would meet the proposed addition would meet side and front setback requirements. Uh, in addition, the proposed addition would remain a three foot setback from the west property line uh, with about nine feet to that building to the west. So based on that, staff believes that there's adequate space uh, for surrounding properties. Fourth, adequate utilities, access roads, drainage, and or necessary facilities have been or are being provided. Uh, it's an already developed property. Uh, so all utilities, roads, drainage, and facilities are established for the neighborhood. Uh, pedestrian access, which is along the streets to the north and east, uh, won't be affected by the, by the proposed uh, addition. Uh, and other compliance uh, with city standards will also be confirmed during the building permit review. So based on that, staff believes that these criteria are met. Fifth, adequate measures have been or will be taken to provide ingress or egress to design to minimize traffic congestion on public streets. Uh, again, no changes are being proposed for existing sidewalk, uh, but the proposed project does include expanding the driveway access on Bowery Street, which requires an access permit. Uh, so that would need to ensure compliance with the access management standards on the streets. Uh, for the existing, uh, or for the access management, it has to be 50 feet because uh, South Dodge is a arterial street and Bowery is a collector. So they, they maintain that 50 feet. Staff doesn't anticipate any issues there. Uh, new pavement would improve access for cars entering and exiting the property. Uh, two additional off-street parking spaces would reduce parking on nearby streets uh, or re reduce parking demand on nearby streets and improve traffic flow nearby as a result. And anticipated traffic would be similar to other single family uses uh, in the city. So staff believes that this criteria is met as well. Six, uh, except for these specific standards uh, being considered for a special exception, uh, in all other respects, it has to comply with the city code, essentially. Uh, again, this is a single family detached use, which is not typically allowed in a high density multifamily residential zone, uh, but it's legal nonconforming and may be expanded uh, if it does not increase or extend other nonconforming situations. In this case, that would require two minor modifications, uh, which this is when I'll, I'll be discussing them shortly. Uh, but the project does not increase occupancy beyond a family or group household uh, as well. So there are two minor modifications that would be required as part of this project or as follow-up to this project for it to occur as proposed. Uh, the first is with regards to open space. So those standards are at 14 2B 4E4, uh, which requires that uh, open space has a minimum dimension uh, of 20 feet. Uh, so to prevent a non-conforming situation, uh, the dimension standard must be reduced to 14 feet. And so staff recommends that as a condition of approval. Uh, if it is approved as a minor modification, it is not considered uh, a non-conforming situation. Uh, and for driveway length, that standard is found at 14-2A-6C-4. So there is a requirement that there be a 25-foot driveway from the garage to the right-of-way. Uh, and so to prevent the, the, the proposed, uh, the provo pro, excuse me, the proposed driveway would be 20 feet. Uh, so to prevent a non-conforming situation, it must be reduced uh, to 20 feet to the right-of-way line, uh, which is 25 feet to the existing sidewalk. So those are the criteria with that. The criteria for open space uh, is related to, there's a set of criteria related to, um, you know, it has to be an unusual situation. They have to try 
uh, and um, make sure that they meet that standard. And if they, they can't show that they can meet that standard, uh, then there's some uh, flexibility there that is allowed um, based on preliminary conversation staff believes that, that both of these minor modifications could be obtained, uh, but staff does recommend that they be uh, a condition of approval. And so that if, if they can't be attained, then this would not be able to move forward as proposed. When you say 14 feet, where, on what side is the 14 feet? 14 feet is to the south. So I can pull up the site okay. plan. So the 14 feet would be the, to the south here, okay. and that would be where the open space would need to be. Uh, currently, currently their open space can be met, and it's kind of small on the aerial here, but currently their open space can be met in this location, that small patch of grass. And so this would be changing it slightly so it, it would be shifted to that part instead to the Southwest of the structure, the existing structure. And then driveway, um, again, it's, it's approximately 20, 21 feet. That's large enough for conforming parking spaces, uh, but it does need to be 25 feet from the sidewalk in order to get the minor modification uh, that is possible uh, with the project, uh, with the site plan that's been proposed. And there are some additional criteria, but, but those are, uh, would need to be met uh, and, and proven to, to staff for them to, uh, to issue that. And that would require minor modifications, require public notification, requires an administrative hearing as well. Uh, and, and continuing on with, with that criteria, uh, because it's a legal non-conforming use, there's kind of some wonky things that happen. Um, so the lot size of the subject property is less than the minimum lot size allowed within the zone. But as a single family use, uh, it, it's considered legal non-conforming. Um, so the, the minimum lot size is, is 5,000 square feet. The lot is 4,500 square feet. It, it doesn't meet that, but it's considered conforming for the purpose of this. Uh, but the property does comply with maximum lot coverage for buildings uh, with a 35 foot maximum height uh, and with other minimum setbacks in the zone. Uh, in addition, those additional parking spaces will bring the property into compliance with the zoning code based on its current rental occupancy. Uh, and the project does include expanding driveway access on the Bowery Street. So that requires an access permit to ensure compliance with those access management standards. Uh, and some changes to the access may be changed or some changes to the access may be required as part of this process. Um, for example, tapering may be required, but that's more of a discussion for engineering. Uh, so as long as it can meet the standards in the zoning code, uh, staff is less concerned about that. That, that ties more into engineering's requirements. Uh, and otherwise, staff will uh, confirm compliance during building permit review. Um, so part of it was conducted during this. Part of it will be during building permit review. No site plan would be re required as part of this. And then finally, uh, the proposed exception will be consistent with the comprehensive plan of the city as amended as the final criteria. Uh, the future land use maps for the comprehensive plan show this as residential with 25 plus dwelling units per acre. The central district plan shows this as high density multifamily development. Um, however, the current land use of the property is allowed within the zoning code and it will not change uh, due to the proposed special exception. 
uh, and the central planning district does include goals to encourage reinvestment in residential properties throughout the district and to bring overoccupied properties into compliance with current zoning regulations. So because this proposed project would uh, increase parking and bring the parking in line with the rental occupancy of the property, a staff, and because it's a, a use that's allowed within the, the zoning code, a staff believes that this is uh, consistent with the city's comprehensive and district plans. So based on these findings, staff does recommend approval of EXC 22-0001, which was to reduce the rear setback along the west property line from 20 feet to three feet for the property at 603 South Dodge, subject to two conditions, those being first approval of a minor modification pursuant to 14-2B4E4, which would reduce the minimum width of the required open space from 20 feet to 14 feet. Uh, staff does not recommend any changes to the total uh, minimum area of open space, just that dimension standard. Uh, and then the second condition, approval of minor modification pursuant to 14-2A6C4, which would reduce the minimum length of the driveway to the property line from 25 feet uh, to 20 feet. And we, we did get some inquiries about the project, but uh, staff received no correspondence uh, with regards to surrounding property owners or, or concerns. So with that, uh, staff concludes uh, its presentation. If you have any questions for me, uh, feel free to let me know. Any questions for staff? I have one question. I'm not sure whether it's appropriate for Kirk or for the applicant. Um, they are reducing the, the open space is the southwest corner of the lot. Okay, so when I look at the how when I look at the elevations on the south side. Yeah, look, I can share my screen again, sorry. Elevations. Okay, so the we are allowing them to change instead of having the open space in the backyard, we're allowing them to move it to this to the corner of that lot area. But the the access from the house to that lot area or to that area is only by going out to the garage to the very end of the garage to get out to that area. You know, this this may be a, a a small thing, but it would seem that if we, if that was going to be the open area that was going to be used, I don't know if I saw that this, there are steps going up from the garage you know, onto the first floor, but putting that, that access or entry or act or air uh, door closer to uh, the house, you know, to the livable part. Yes, of that's, that's actually, uh, wait, as we wait, can, wait, wait. Oh. Is that a question? This is staff question. So, so I'm not sure who, but anyway, yeah. that's that's my one thing. Is you'll about have you'll, you'll have your you'll have an opportunity. Okay. To speak you'll have you'll have, you're you're up next. <laughs> and I'm not sure. And I'm sorry. I'm not sure who I should have asked this about. This is this is one of this is a concern that if we're going to agree that this uh, this area on the southwest corner of the house is going to be considered the open area uh, to uh, 
satisfy a requirement, then I would think that uh, accessibility from the house to that area uh, should be taken into consideration. And you know, on the other side, there's a there is a door on the north side, right in the middle, uh, that goes down from the basement. So that's, you know, I'm not. Yeah, that's a fair question. As for as far as staff's evaluation of that, um, you know, there there are specific standards in the zoning code for these sorts of things. Um, so staff would typically defer that to as that was evaluated uh, as part of, part of the minor modification. But that, that's a, it's a fair question. Um, Kirk, can you give us a definition of <clears throat> open space uh, and why the city requires it? What's the purpose of it? Is it really to provide somebody to go and be in a yard and hang out or is it really just to provide green space uh, to set aside a certain amount of green space so so it's a mixture of both it is intended to ensure uh, an amount of private usable open space uh, it is part of of the idea behind it um and part of that health safety comfort general welfare sorts of criteria that the zoning code uh, represents so it, it is looking for a usable area And that could be, you know, if you want to go sit out back around some chairs, it could be playing ball potentially. It could be a variety of things, but but the minimum amount for single family uses is 500 square feet with no side less than 20 feet. Um, so the minor modification would, for it to be uh, approved as proposed, would have to reduce that to 14 feet. you. Um, are there any recommendations or does the fire department have any accessibility desires as far as amount of space they need to operate between properties? So a lot of that's guided by the building code. Uh -huh. um, and that's where a one hour rated firewall is required along that West property line. So typically you don't require firewalls. I believe if you're five feet from the property line, because that allows 10 foot space in between buildings, if you get less than that, it's, it's one hour. And I think it increases to two hour if you're right on at zero feet. Um, but usually that's the sort of thing that's required by the building permits. Um, so staff was leaving that to kind of the building permit review phase. So they don't, the fire department doesn't have any recommendations as far as the amount of space they need for access to get into, you know, to, to operate to, you know, let, let's say that the property to the West is on fire. Sure. I so I, I believe typically it's five feet is the minimum, <laughs> is the minimum egress amount, five okay. feet. Okay. Um, so they would have that to the South uh, and the, the access points are to the South and the North, not from the West. Um, that would, they'd be on the East side of that other property. Yeah. And so they have six feet from their property line. Right. So, okay. And and then in, in addition, uh, the, 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 one of the reasons that three feet is the minimum unless it's permanent open space is just because, you know, if you have to make improvements to your property, you're going to want some space on your own property to be able to pop up a ladder, do your siding, what have you. And so it, it's good to have at least three feet 
Um, there, there are allowances to reduce that to zero feet if it's permanent open space, um, but uh, th that's generally tough to prove a lot of the time, or it, and it brings in all sorts of other issues. Any other questions? For staff? If not, we will invite the applicant to speak. He's, you've already signed in. Uh, <laughs> if you have any information for us, go ahead. So, hi, thanks for your time tonight. Uh, to respond to uh, Nancy's question about the door, actually in the, the review of this, which is about the 17th version of that house we're on, the plan is to move that door to the bottom of the steps in the garage. So it'll be more centered on there. Um, and then as far as the open space requirements, Kirk, can you go back to this, like the satellite view of that quick? This one or the, the satellite view? Okay. Yeah, is there any way you can chill those lights a little bit? And I can also pull yeah, up. No, I just want you the, uh, there's no green space in any of the properties behind me. They're all completely paved as parking lot. So uh, I'd love to maintain green space, but this is, that property will have more, you know, even all this a 60 by 75 lot, it will have more usable green space than any of the apartments surrounding it. So um, yeah, I own the two properties next to it as well. And uh, the, it's been my dream to own to, I've, watch this house go through multiple poor landlords and finally I had an opportunity to get it and I'm going to turn the crappy three-bedroom house into a really nice five-bedroom house with adequate parking that's that's my vision I've owned the other the abutting properties since 1989 1990 I was around when that house used to have a big red sign on the, on the side of it you may remember that uh yes so uh no more the house is going to be awesome and I appreciate your support any questions for the applicant? Um, so you you own all three properties around the around the corner. Actually, there's a fourth one as well on the six seventeen South Dodge, and, and I understand if I put them all in a box and take them to the county, I can get a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all uh, student rentals. They are. They're all in the end. They'll all be the other three are existing uh, legal five bedroom houses occupancies of yeah. five and this would be then bring me it up to the par and you you intend to keep them as well you you're not i get probably not required to but you intend to keep them as student rentals as far as you know i'll rent them to whoever wants to rent me to as long as they're decent people yeah i yeah. don't care if they but go i mean to school they're i've had be, some professionals in there i've had some students in there so they're going to be individual rentals to, i mean yes they are yeah, yeah. And, and they're joint they're joint leases so there's five there's five people on each lease uh just curious, the driveway, will that be flattened out or is that still going to be up, running up? To it the... won't be arched. It'll be more straight. It'll be an in, just an incline. Right. Yeah. So instead of having, we'll, we'll excavate that out of there and uh, it'll be much more flatter uh, than, the, than the current kind of hill style. Really, really slippery in the wintertime. Okay. Especially yeah. facing north. So if I can straighten that out and get a little bit rid of a little bit of that incline, it'll be better. So when the cars are parked there uh, with the 20 feet, you're planning on two cars in the garage. Correct. And then two cars outside. Correct. So under ideal conditions, where would the back of the cars outside be? 
in but, relation to the sidewalk? Well, it depends on how long your car is. Uh, but most cars are probably in the like 18 feet. It's like an, probably an average length car. So that, that still allows you two feet before you hit the garage door and yet another five feet behind the car before you get to the sidewalk. And in terms of what the city considers a standard conventional parking space, that is nine by 18 feet. So there would be, it, it is, a, it's more than a standard parking space, essentially. And then compact spaces are eight by 15, I think, eight by 16, maybe. I just live in a neighborhood with lots of rental properties. And so um, I know what, I know what you want to have happen. And I know what also actually happens sometimes. And with driveways like this, kids will park across the sidewalk. They they will let their rear end stick out onto and, the sidewalk. And they'll get a ticket if they do. Yeah. And and I'm not and I'm not holding you responsible for it. It's just this situation, this particular thing, and I am really grateful for you uh, doing this. Uh, this is a rental unit that uh, more normal, normal uh, people of more normal means can afford. It's really great to see someone wanting to produce a rental property for students that is not the high end luxury. And I'm really grateful for that. I'm really grateful for what you're doing. I've driven past this house for a long time. And I, when you said the red sign, yeah, I've, I've watched it. And I, and a few years ago, I went, something has changed here. There, I, I noticed that it's starting to get a little better around there, for which I'm really grateful because it's also on a very important corner in our city. And I would like it to be representative of some of the better aspects of our city. Um, I have one other comment about the garage and this is from, again, and this is, I am really impressed that you wanna put a garage in. Uh, I have a duplex a block from my house. Uh, each side has a garage. I have never seen a car in there. Uh, the kids usually park in the driveway or on the street. They use the garage for, uh, yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm just warning you. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it. They use it for storage, and one group used it as their party room, and in the fall when there were football games, they would have the door open, and they would have the party in the garage and in the, on the driveway. So you seem to be a, uh, a landlord who is concerned. I'm just, war I'm just telling you that I've been a landlord for... 35 years now in town, yeah. there's nothing you can tell me that's going to surprise me. Okay. I've seen, I've seen it all. I've okay. had great tenants, almost 90, 99% of them have been great. There's been a few problems. We've taken care of those. Uh, the situation of the parking is the same right next door at 609 South Dodge, where they have the potential to park over the sidewalk. Uh, when it happens, either uh, I'll, I'll immediately address the problem. Yeah. And do I think uh, kids might not park inside the garage and whatnot? That's fine. But in there is no off-street parking there. No. Bowery has Bowery has no off-street parking. Dodge certainly has no off-street parking. So I don't believe there's really, if they have a car, there's not going to be a lot of options to put it. Um, and uh, our friends at uh, the Clark family are very good about ticketing uh, any of the uh, people that park in their apartment buildings that, all, that basically own the whole south side of the, the entire block. Okay. 
as right. I said, I'm very, uh, it's great to see a uh, project come across our board that is aimed at students who are not the top election of, of the student body. And I'm really grateful for that. The other thing about this house is because it has two bedrooms with the bathrooms, it has a little pocket bathroom on the first floor and one in the basement in actuality it could revert back to a family house oh absolutely and i so i'm really grateful for what you're doing thank you you're welcome any other question for the applicant do you have any other thing anything else you'd like to say or no kirk's been great work to work with us trying to figure out what i can do here uh, and he's been great for helping come up with so, solutions to the opportunities. Okay. Um, so no more questions for the board or for the staff either. Nope. All right. Um, so we will, we're already in the public hearing. So um, obviously the applicant is the person in favor of the application. There's nobody else here, so I'm assuming there will be nobody uh, opposed to the application, but they do have the opportunity to speak at this time. Um, and if, since there is no one, I will close the public hearing and ask for the finding of fact. Do we have to vote on closing the public hearing? You want a motion to put this on the table for discussion? Yeah. All right. I move to approve a uh, special exception EXC 22-0001 to reduce the rear setback requirement along the west property line from 20 feet to 3 feet for the property located at 603 South Dodge Street subject to the following conditions. Number one, approval of a minor modification pursuant to 14-2B-4E-4 to reduce the minimum width and the required open space from 20 feet to 14 feet. And two, approval of a minor modification pursuant to 14-2A-6C-4 to reduce the minimum length of the driveway and the property line from 25 feet to 20 feet. Is there a second? I second. Sue, I have a quick question. So we, we determined that the board chair can make and second motions now? Yes. Okay. So been moved and seconded. Um, findings of fact. Anybody have any <clears throat> anything they're concerned with or that doesn't meet to the standards? If not, we'll have I would entertain a motion to accept the findings of fact. Nancy, you have anything else that you wanted to add or? Okay, uh, let's see, where is it? I can do it too, of course. <laughs> Regarding item EXC 22-0001, uh, I concur with the findings set forth in the staff report of the March 9th, 2022 meeting and conclude that the general and specific standards are satisfied. Unless amended or opposed by another board member, I recommend that the board adopt the findings of the staff report for the approval of this special exception. I second. 
Um, so I guess we're ready for board discussion. Um, anybody have anything they want to comment on? Um, I went through the findings and I found that lots with the with the single detached uses require at least 500 square feet of usable open space in the rear yard and so on and so forth. This is a really unusual situation. And uh, I'm really grateful that the applicant and the city has really worked to come up with a solution uh, to me. Uh, what needs to be done so that this can be developed to a further point. And I'm, I'm really grateful for all the work that both of you put in. Nothing? Nothing. Okay, uh, I guess we're ready for a vote. Roll call. Parker? Yes. Pretorius? Yes. Carlson? Yes. Priscillas? Yes. Russo absent. Uh, the motion is approved. Any person desiring to appeal this decision to a court of record may do so within 30 days after this decision is filed with the city clerk's office. Is there any other business? We already approved the minutes. Any other business? Uh, next meeting is April 13th. We already have applications, so we know that it's happening. Um, and other than that, uh, we do have some potential really, really minor changes to the bylaws. Uh, I'm probably going to wait for a light week for that down the line somewhere because we just looked at the bylaws in December. Uh, so it's nothing that's needed urgently or anything, just typos addressing the planning division names that's changed and things like that. So... Um, other than that, I think that is it for me. Okay. Anybody want to move for adjournment? I move for adjournment. <laughs> All right. A second. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Bryce. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? We are adjourned.